Alright, and welcome to another episode of Sports Biz from an Agent's Perspective. You're with your host, uh, Zila, aka Chester Mbekela. And uh, yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been not a very long time, but it's been quite a while since, you know, we last caught up, since I last, uh, you know, put out an episode. And the reason for that is actually because um, I was on sort of like a mini vacation, all right? So the first week, like the end, end of April, beginning of May, is sort of like a vacation period in Japan, funny enough. Well, not funny enough. Interestingly enough, so this week is known as uh, Golden Week, that time period between the end of April and the beginning of uh, May. So what happens is not everything shuts down, but it's, um, you know, predominantly it was a period where, you know, people went away for, you know, the vacation period. Um, Before COVID, you know, people were able to travel and go overseas, um... Yeah, so that's pretty much the time when a lot of Japanese people would actually travel abroad was during Golden Week or obviously in the summertime for summer vacation. So yeah, man, I decided, yeah, for my Golden Week as well, I was going to take it easy. I mean, I'd been putting out episodes since I started the podcast um, and that was last year in October, you know, so yeah, it's uh, so I just decided that, you know, I, I needed just to take a bit of a break, even if it's just for one week. Um, and I mean, you guys can't complain. I've put out 42 episodes, damn it, nonstop, um, you know, since I began. So, yeah, I needed the time off um, and just to, you know, recharge my batteries as well, because, you know, so much has been happening, um, you know, with my business, with my agency. Um And I mean, I'm sure as many may know, those who are contacts with me on things like LinkedIn and social media as well, is that um, as much as, you know, my passion is being predominantly, you know, primarily a sports agent, which is in football currently. But, um, you know, there's other departments of my agency as well, which is I've got a real estate department. And now recently we've just um, expanded our agents operations and now we're moving on to being you know corporate representatives so what this means is that i'm now representing companies to form partnerships um or to you know team up with investors you know from abroad basically companies in japan all right and that's because i am an english speaker so that's how the how can i say the synergy has come about is that i was actually approached by a a corporation and they asked me to represent them and be their intermediary so it's awesome stuff man awesome stuff um yeah so i'm excited about all of that um a lot of things have been happening so that's why yeah I, i decided to take a bit of a break you know also not to work myself into you know burnout you know because that you know burnout is something that is real and it's something that can happen even when you're doing something, you know, that you enjoy, you know, because you're just constantly going and going and going and going and going. And what's messed up about this is that, you know, with my agency, man, the work I do within my agency, you know, being a sports agent, being a real estate agent, now going into, you know, corporate um, or business representation, it doesn't feel like work, man. It just, I'm just having so much fun with it. But, you know, 
in retrospect, it is actually work because I am putting in effort and you do, you know, the, it, it, um, how can I say this? It does start to take a toll on your body, all right? So that's why it's very important. Anybody out there, it's very important to give yourself time to rest, all right? So during my rest period, man, you know, I'm fortunate, you know, to live very close to the ocean. So during my off time, all I did was just, you know, wake up in the morning, sometimes go for a jog, just, you know, a very slow jog by the ocean, or sometimes just, you know, take a walk and, um, you know, just reflect, you know, about how, how fortunate I am. And, you know, I'm, I don't take these opportunities for granted one bit, you know, because I know there was a time where, you know, I was, you know, in the cut and just waiting for these type of, you know, opportunities to come to me. You know, so I'm very grateful. Um, but yeah, it can be tiring and it, it can take a toll on the body. So yeah, rest was very important this time around. But I missed you guys, man. I missed, you know, putting out content. Um, yeah, so time off also allowed me to just reflect on, you know, future topics that I would definitely love to talk about on the podcast. Um, and just, you know, thinking about as well who I would love to have on the podcast, you know, and I've been very fortunate with the people that have agreed to come on and speak to me, you know, from football players, I mean, soccer players or football players, um, rugby players, basketball players. You know, I'm hoping to get, you know, to sort of like venture into other sports as well, man, because, you know, the business of sports is just it's so wide. So I definitely um, would love to have other individuals um, just come on and share, you know, their journeys to making it to the pros and pretty much how their industries, um, you know, sporting industries work as well. I know I reached out to one of my good friends who's um, a cricket player. Um, he played, he, wa- he was a professional cricket player at some point. I think now he's more semi-pro. Um, but yeah, guy with loads of experience in the professional cricket sphere. So I'm hoping to have him on to just come, you know, and have a chat with us. And tell us about the industry of cricket because, again, I don't really know much about cricket. It's not a sport that I follow, you know, religiously. I mean, it's it's a big sport in South Africa. It's it's part of the big three, which is you know it's rugby, soccer, and cricket. Those are the three major sports of South Africa. So as much as I knew, like you know, I grew up knowing about cricket, and I also tried my hand at playing cricket. I realized that yeah, <laughs> it's not where my talent lies. So, I mean, after I, I saw that, you know, I, I just wasn't good at it and I didn't like watching it, I sort of, you know, tossed it um, to the background. But yeah, so hopefully I can get my pal to just, you know, come share a bit of cricket stories and um, yeah, just to, yeah, just to diversify, man, um, our sports talk. You know, I, just, I don't only want to keep it to three major sports, even though... Yes, rugby, soccer, and uh, basketball are the core sports that we like to talk about because, well, they're the sports that I follow the most, you know? So, yeah, that's what it is. All right, so um, before we get into today's episode, all right, this is episode number 43, all right? Episode number 43, you know, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting more and more excited about, you know, approaching episode number 50. Um, yeah, I don't take any milestone likely, you know, with this podcast. And 
that's why I keep saying every single episode because every single episode for me is a blessing. Every single episode is a milestone because, you know, it was daunting starting at one and you're like, man, I wonder how many episodes I'm going to be able to do. But, um, you know, from what I've seen, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be putting out a lot of episodes. A lot. Like, yeah, we're in this for the long haul. So, Saddle up and uh, enjoy the ride. All right. But before we get into today's episode, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. I know, you know, from my personal experience, man, when I was an athlete, when I was a player, you know, there'd be times I would go through, you know, feelings of like stress and anxiety, you know, stress to perform, you know, stress to play well, to make sure you play for that next contract. And, you know, I really wish that I had had, you know, certain like avenues to really vent and get out these frustrations and just have an objective party to talk to, right? BetterHelp, man, it's a platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you through, you know, your tough time or whatever you're going through. Now, you're able to talk to your therapist in private, um, in an online environment at your convenience. So it's literally therapy um, wherever you may be, you know. Um, there's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then uh, you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Imagine that, under 48 hours. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions and then uh, plus you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist Um, And everything you share is 100% and completely confidential, right? What I've found helpful, man, with using a platform um, like BetterHelp, again, you know, is just their response time. That if you're going through something, um, you're able to talk with your therapist and share it right there and then, you know. My therapist, uh, Mark, is so efficient um, and I'm really um, happy that I'm working with him. Alright, and then you can actually also request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime if the current, like the current um, therapist that you matched with doesn't work out for you. Alright, so you don't need to stress and feel like you're trapped with one therapist. You can actually request to change. So, join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Special offer to Sports Bears from an agent's perspective, podcast listeners. So you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. Right? That's betterhelp.com slash kzmbekela. E-K-E-L-A, Bekela. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All 
All right, and welcome back um, after the break. Hope you guys didn't ghost on me. Hope you didn't run away. Um, I know I've been MIA, um, but yeah, like I told you, I'm back. And uh, yeah, so today's topic, man, um, what we're going to talk about is basically the working relationship between, you know, the agent and the client. And when I refer to the client, I'm not only talking about the, uh, the player that the agent signs to the agency. I'm talking about, you know, other, um, you know, clients that the agent may have. For example, you get coaches nowadays that sign with agents. And you also get other members of, you know, the coaching staff that also, get, uh, you know, work with agents to find them jobs, whether it's, you know, with the local team or overseas, you know. And when I talk about other coaching staff members, I'm talking about your physiotherapists, right? I'm talking about your sports scientists or I know in some countries they refer to them as like biokinetists. You know, these are the guys who help the players when they're undergoing rehabilitation after, you know, being injured. These are um, the people that work with them in terms of getting, you know, um, physical conditioning, you know, fitness and conditioning. So... Basically, those members of the coaching staff as well, they are now able to work with agents as well. I know on my part as well, um, there was one guy, he's, he's a foreigner, but he was working with uh, Yokohama FC, sorry, Yokohama F Marinos FC. So he reached out to me and he was telling me that, you know, his contract was coming, you know, to an end, sports scientist, and he was looking, you know, for work with another club, you know, within Japan. And I mean, I was honest with him. Um, at the moment, you know, my agency, man, I'm predominantly and, you know, primarily focusing on players at the moment. I've even had to let go a couple of um, coaches that I represent. I mean, I've, I've got very few. I think I've got about still one or two that, you know, I'm still trying to help. But man, it is, you know, managing coaches is, um, is one of the most challenging things especially when you're abroad and stuff like that because you're dealing with, you know, football federations or soccer federations that are actually now turning to focus on building, um, you know, their own local coaches, basically coaches from their country. And that's pretty much what, you know, Japanese football clubs have been doing. They've been like, every time I've tried to introduce like a foreign coach, they've just turned around and said, listen, we're trying to develop our own local coaches. Because by doing that, you know, it's going to be good for their national team and stuff like that and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, they've started capping the amount of foreign coaches they take. Obviously, if a coach has got, you know, um, immense amount of experience, for example, it's a guy who used to coach a big club, maybe in Europe or wherever, then clubs will be like, all right, fine, you know, we'll have a look at him. But generally, um, most of them have just been keeping it local. And it's been the same thing everywhere else because I've got partner agents in like, you know, South Korea and uh, Indonesia, um, Singapore, where else? Um, In the Philippines as well. And all of them, all those partner agents have been saying the exact same thing to me. You know, that the football federations have just implemented an aggressive, you know, policy of developing local coaches develop local coaches because they believe it's going to benefit their um their national team all right but 
again, I mean, other agents are still opting to um, to represent other, you know, members of the football team, like you know, the coaching staff and stuff like that. So, back to my point. So we're gonna talk about that relationship, man. And um, yeah, so while it's getting started, I don't want to lie to you, man. It's one of the most sensitive relationships ever because you know you're still you're building trust with this individual you know it's about building trust and it's basically also gauging how the other person's character you know sort of is you know it's um oh man there's just so many factors involved and it's often overlooked sometimes by both parties you know but, you know, where I'm coming from, I'm basically coming from an agent's perspective with, within this. In, you know, in the sense that, you know, when you as an agent, you, you, you're taking on the responsibility of representing your client. Um, I really do think it's very important that you basically, both of you, you lay out the cards on the table, man, and not play too much poker against each other. You know, that's a card reference. And what I mean is when both of you are playing your cards too close to your chest and you're not laying out on the table, um, you know, what the goals and ambitions are that both of you want to reach, it just fucks the whole thing up. I swear to you, it, it fucks the whole thing up. And that's why for me, man, um, you know, I think we're about three months, yeah, three months out or four months out from the, no, three months out from the, you know, um, transfer window period, all right? And what makes me laugh is that during that, you know, during this time, you know, I'm very grateful to the players that reach out to me way before because it gives me a chance to get to know them and get to see if I want to work with this person or not, you know? Because sometimes it can happen that, you know, individuals contact you just as the transfer window is opening up and they expect you to make them your number one priority. Number one, you don't even know this person, you know, you don't even know their character trait. They're just like, yeah, just, you know, try getting a job, try getting me a job. And you're like. I don't even know you. I don't want to recommend someone to a club that I don't even know. And then you become a problem for the, you know, for that club. And then the club turns around and looks at the agent. You know, and that's why it was so important for me when I, you know, um, did, especially like at the beginning of the year, when I did all the traveling to the different clubs to sort of, you know, meet with the GMs and, you know, sort of gauge what it is that we both want to accomplish to help each other out. Because the teams do need good players. They need quality players. But the one GM told me that, you know what? What I don't like is that, you know, certain agents, they make, make certain promises. They get us, even if they get us quality players, but they don't support these players off the field. Meaning they just come drop these guys off and then they just fucking disappear. And they were like, what kind of agent are you? Are you going to be that kind of agent that's at least going to check in to see if this person's fitting into the team culture? Or are you going to be the type of agent who's just going to drop him off and disappear? Get your commission and then disappear. 
And I was like, no, I want to be the hands-on guy because I want to make sure that the guy is fitting into the system and also adjusting to the culture and life in Japan because it's, it's a totally different environment here. Yeah? When you're moving from the west to the east, it is an adjustment. Culture shock will smack you right across the face. You know, so it's nothing to ever be taken lightly. And that's why, like I'm saying, you know, I've, I've been very excited at the amount of players that have reached out to me during this time period because it's helping me be able to, you know, plan out that, okay, these are the guys that potentially I'm going to work with going into the transfer window. You know, and I'm very honest with guys who reach out to me. I tell guys more than often, you know, that, listen, if you're going to work with me, just know that when the transfer window opens up, I expect you to sign an agreement with me. You know, like a mandate. And the advantage of this kind of mandate is it's not even prepared by my company. It's prepared by the Japan Football Association. It's a standard agreement between player and agent. It basically allows me to go to different teams and market the player. And I tell guys, what I will not do is bust my ass and use my funds traveling to, you know, from team to team to market a player that isn't even signed to me. I don't work like that. I don't work like that because what ends up happening is some guys, you know, some players... You find them a contract and then they turn around and be like, yeah, they don't want to sign with you anymore. Meanwhile, you have literally sacrificed your finances and, your, and extended your network and connections to try to get this guy a contract. You know, so for me, it's non-negotiable. I tell guys that when the time comes, I'm not saying they should sign with me now. But when the time comes, when the transfer window opens around July or August, if they're still interested in working with me, they have to sign an agreement with me or otherwise I'm not budging. I will never market a player that's not signed to me over a guy that's taken the time to get to know me and sign with me and entrusted me to represent them. It's non-negotiable with me. It really isn't. Because it honestly is like, you know, guys expecting agents to work for free, basically. Nah, I don't do that. Nah, I don't do that. And um, yeah, I don't care how talented you are, how big your transfer market value is, how famous, what your profile is. If you are not signed with me, I will not market you over players that are signed to me. Plain and simple. That's how I work. That's how my, that's how my agency operates. And I love the fact that I always tell guys while we're busy, you know, sending each other messages, whether it's on LinkedIn or um, on WhatsApp, I tell them straight up that, listen, this is how I work. This is how my agency works. Take it or leave it. All right. And same goes with collaborations. Now, with collaborations, it's a little different. Obviously, with collaborations, with them... I'm prepared to introduce, to, to mention the player maybe to, to the club and stuff like that because I know I have the, um, the agent's word that, okay, if there is a bit of interest, let us know, then we'll sign a, man, we'll sign a mandate. 
I'm a little bit more flexible when it comes to working with other agencies. But even with them, even with them, I let them know that just know that my players that are signed to me take number one priority. Collaborations come second. If you don't like that, you can find another agent to work with. All right. So agents out there, it's very important. Always make sure you state your T's and C's of how your agency operates, because, you know, we're all different people. We're all different individuals. You know, um, your agent might not operate the same way as my agent. You get some agents that are willing to help guys find clubs that are willing to bust their asses and travel from place to place for players not signed to them. Hey, look. If that's your MO, if that's your way of operation, I'm not going to judge. But all I'm going to say is those are usually the agents whose hearts usually get broken because players either don't sign with them or they end up going with another agent. That is why, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, building a relationship is so important. Building a relationship is so important because... You get to gauge each, each other's characters. And I'm one of those individuals. Look with me, man. This whole um, sports agency thing, you know, representing players and marketing players to clubs. It's a character thing with me. It really is. You know, I'm very big on character. And how I gauge that is, you know, by obviously organizing things like online meetings with the player so that I can sort of gauge so that I can gauge this person's character and I can basically tell that, okay, is this guy going to be difficult to work with or am I going to be able to work with him? You know, so that beginning phase, do not take it for granted, guys. That meeting phase and organizing meetings between, you know, agents and clients, it's very critical. It's very important because that is how you build a trust factor. You know, but um, yeah, always make the guys who have signed to you your first priority because those are the guys who have literally entrusted you and they have backed you. And because I mean, we, we're in the service industry, guys, you know, being a sports agent, you're offering a service to help players and coaches find jobs. When they sign with you, they are entrusting you to make this happen. So it's very important that as agents, we present our best selves when doing this and we make the guys that are signed to our agencies our number one priority. All right, I don't waver on that. That is my belief. That's what I believe. And that's why I got into this business. And that's why I get very reluctant when guys contact me as the transfer window is opening that, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a club and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know you. Or agents who reach out to you at that time and you're like, I don't even know you. You know, if you're a new agent coming into the business, man, do your due diligence. Research these agents that are reaching out to you and just, you know, wanting to work with you all willy-nilly. Research them because obviously there's some data that you won't be able to access. Like you, maybe you might not be able to get the information that maybe this guy's got a criminal record or whatnot or whatnot. But those are critical things. And that's why it's never, it's never a good idea 
to go straight into business with someone who's just contacted you when the transfer window opens because you don't know that person's history. I don't care how good a player he's presenting to you. If I haven't been spending months getting to know you as a fellow agent partner, forget it. Chances are we won't be able to do business then. But if you're really serious about building, then we'll keep in touch. And I, and I also made this mistake as well, guys. When I got into the business, I was contacting agents in other countries Left, right and center, trying to get partnerships off the ground. Trying to see if, you know, things can't happen now. And some of them were like, no, because we don't know you. We need to get to know you. Even partner agents, even like other agents that I've partnered with here in Japan as well. It's taken months for us to build that rapport. But now, you know, the relationship is built and now we're able to exchange you know, player data and, you know, bounce ideas off each other as collaborators, not necessarily as partners, because the reason why I never want to fully go into a partnership with another agent is because then every single decision I make, I'm going to have to run it by somebody else. And I don't want that. I want this agency to be, you know, to be built um, with my DNA, my core, my values, my policies, and obviously, by doing that, I'm going to be able to collaborate with like-minded sports agents. And I've been very fortunate that the agents that I've collaborated with going into this, tra um, this transfer window, you know, it's been guys that I've been building relationships with or at least been in constant contact with since last year. So we've built up some kind of rapport. You know? It's, it's extremely important, guys, you know, the, the relationship building, man. I know I've talked about it before, and if I do seem like, you know, I'm repeating myself, it's because I can't stress just how fucking important it is, you know. As much as this is, it's a beautiful industry, the, uh, you know, professional football space is a beautiful industry, but there are chance takers that are just, you know, making things sour, for the rest of us agents. That's why you now have players that go online on LinkedIn. And I've seen this about twice now. Where, and it's the same player. This player goes online and he goes on about how, um, you know, he'll be posting his videos and he, of him working out. And agents will reach out to him just because he's got a fucking six pack. I don't, you know, just before I carry on with the story. For me, if you're a player and an agent is reaching out to you just because... You're looking in, you know, in good shape and all that stuff. That's a red flag. As, you know, that, that's just a red flag, man. You know. But anyway, going back to the story. So this guy's complaining about how agents will reach out to him because they've seen a video of him working out and seen a few snippets of, you know, his game. And then once he, send, once he sends them, like his transfer market value, then he never hears from them again. So what he was complaining about is the fact that he feels like um, just because he doesn't have a you know a high transfer market like transfer market value, that no agent wants to work with him, you know. Yes, there are, and it, and it goes back to what I'm saying. Clearly, those agents that are contacting this player are the chance takers. I'm never gonna sign a guy just because he has a fucking six pack. I could give a fuck. I honestly don't care about all that stuff. 
If I discover a decent video of a player, I'll inquire that, hey, you know, what level are you playing? I'm not going to make him promises. You know, and I think that's the one thing as agents we need to stop doing is blowing smoke up a lot of these players' asses just because maybe they've put out a few decent highlights. No, be, you know, be, be frank and ask, what level are you playing so that you can be able to give them the feedback and also manage their expectations? Because now, if you're seeing a guy um, or, or lady just doing a couple of drills and obviously they're looking impressive and then you start promising them the world, obviously you're getting their expectations up. And obviously now what you're doing is you've now sold a dream to this person and then when you check out their market value and then you don't get back to them ever again, that's obviously going to make them sour. You know, and now you've got this player who's just going around just slamming agents left, right and center. And sometimes I get tempted to comment and be like, listen, not all agents are operating like this, but you know, I just decide because everyone jumps on his bandwagon and they start swearing at us agents and start bad mouthing us. And it's like, you know what, fuck, it's not even worth um, defending myself because I know I don't operate like this. But the best advice I can give this guy is that, listen, if an agent's going to be reaching out to you based on what he's seen you do while training and all that stuff, and he promises you the world, that is not the right agent for you. The right agent for you is the one who's going to inquire about the points that matter. That what level are you currently playing? Okay, what are you looking for? All right, well, based on the information that you've given me, here is where you would most likely be able to start off. And then you break it down for the player. And I promise you, by giving them that sense of honesty, they will actually have a shitload of respect for you as the agent. And... You know, they'll be grateful to you for the fact that you didn't sell them a dream. You didn't, da- you didn't bash their dream, but you also didn't sell them a dream. You didn't tell them that, oh yeah, you know, based on what you're doing, I can get you playing, you know, with, for example, in the J1 in Japan. Meanwhile, a guy is busy playing flipping fourth, third or fourth division in Australia or somewhere. It's unlikely to happen. You know, so yeah, so that's that's basically what I'm saying, man, is that that beginning phase where we're building relationships with these players is extremely important. And I think really as agents, we really need to be blunt. And when you're being blunt, you're not bashing someone's dreams. You're not telling them they're not good enough, but you're telling them that, listen, where you currently are now. With this market value that you have, this is what awaits you basically when you know when when i'm marketing you with teams this is the likelihood of what's going to happen obviously there have been exceptions rather than the rule but generally this is what's going to happen because a higher market value for a team means more experience for a player and i promise you now man you know with coronavirus and everything affecting a lot of the team's bottom lines because remember in many countries teams weren't able to have players at stadiums so a lot of teams lost a shit ton of revenue they lost a shit ton of revenue honestly so what's happening now is that when teams are scouting for overseas talents they want guys that are going to come in firing on all cylinders 
They have no time in developing guys. These are the top teams. Obviously, some teams are, you know, they are open for that. But generally, I know with the teams I deal with, man, in the J1, they want guys that are currently signed to other teams. They are willing to pay transfer fees. They don't want guys who haven't played in more than six months because they believe that those type of players um, basically are game unfit and they won't have the time to catch up in terms of match fitness. Like those are the demands, man, from the teams that they want guys that are firing on all cylinders. So I think by sharing that type of information with players that reach out to us agents, you sort of, um, yeah, you, you cut a lot of crap out. And you save you and the player a lot of time. You know. So yeah, man, I just um I just thought, yeah, I'd you know, today I'd create content just surrounding that. Um and just to stress the importance of that relationship between agent and the client. We're in the service industry, guys, and I promise you how you build your agency brand will be based on how you're providing your service. That is the most vital point. And when done right, man, I don't know about you guys, agents out there, maybe you can confirm as well, but I'm, I'm, I'm having a ball. I'm really enjoying this. It doesn't feel like work. I love connecting with players. And I've actually had a lot of luck lately where I've been getting a lot of players reaching out to me, um, you know, by themselves personally instead of another middleman reaching out to me obviously i still collaborate with other agents but i do love the fact that i'm actually now you know adding on to uh, my roster more quality players it's been fucking awesome and it's been it's been amazing and honestly this service when done right it's one of the most fulfilling things because i mean we're helping guys get jobs we're helping ladies get jobs as well you know, you are literally, you being able to get a contract for a player, you could be single-handedly changing someone's life. That's how impactful our job as sports agents, as football agents in the space is. You know, so let's not take it lightly, man. Let's always bring our A-game. All right, let's change some lives and uh, yeah, let's, let's get them players paid. Let's get players paid, man. It's a beautiful industry. We're privileged to be in this um, in the sporting industry. Football is a global game. It's a massive game. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I've really been enjoying watching the FIFA Plus um, streaming platform. And yeah, I've, I've already watched the Ronaldinho um, the Ronaldinho documentary original. I've also watched the oh. Phenomenal, number nine, Ronaldo, documentary as well, man. Both of those documentaries have been powerful. You know, those guys, what those guys mean, you know, to the legacy of professional football in the world, professional soccer in the world, it's, it, it's immense. It's really immense. You know, so, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's pretty much the content for today. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, you know. And um, a special thank you, as always, to the people who support the podcast. 
You can keep supporting the podcast by getting our new merch, which is out. Um, I'll be sure to add the link to the description. And, um, and yeah, in this episode, we also, before I go, we also, also, also want to give a special shout out to Neil Humphrey. Um, Neil Humphrey is the owner of Dream Tree English, which is a language school, which is here in Fujisawa, Kanagawa. All right. So Neil is the owner of that school. And what they've done is they've added our children's book, The Magic Oval Ball, which, you know, uh, we published, which I published back in 2019. He's included uh, that book now as part of the reading material for his uh, Japanese students. So they get to, you know, they get to read about the fictional story that I created and published um, about the magic oval ball. Fucking awesome, man. Shout out to you, Neil. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, yeah, if you're in Japan and you want your child to learn English, I would strongly recommend um, checking out Dream Tree um, English. You know, if you hit them up on Google, you'll be able to get the website. Or better yet, I'll do you one better. I'll include their website on the description below so you guys can check them out. All right. Neil is half American, half Japanese. So, yeah, he'll definitely be able to, to cater for your child's needs and be able to teach your child English and help them be proficient in the language. All right. So, yeah. So, again, thank you, Neil. And thank you to Dream Tree uh, English. Thank you very much, guys. All right. So, you've been listening to um, Sports Biz from an agent's perspective. And remember our slogan, man, we don't only talk sports, we lived it. All right. Take care, guys. Um, it's be, yeah, it's actually, it's still chilly out here in Tokyo, man. Flipping hell. This, is, this has been the coldest spring ever. But anyway, I don't want to bore you guys with that. Um, yeah, again, take care, man. And um, I'll see you guys on the next episode. All right. Cheers. Alright, so did you know that Sports Biz from an Agent's Perspective, the podcast, was actually parlayed from an ebook series that is available on Amazon.com? I get I bet you I bet you guys didn't know this. But uh, yeah, that is the case. Um, so when I started my journey as a sports agent. I told myself that, you know what, I want to document this journey as it's actually happening. All right. And then that gave me the idea that, you know what, to start an ebook series and to just basically talk about my experiences um, in sort of like an ebook series. All right. So the ebook series that um, we completed last year was season one, four episodes of season one. Where basically, guys, I talk about my journey in transitioning from being um, an athlete, from being a player, to actually getting into the business side of professional sports. Right? I've always known that I wanted to be in the, um, the business of professional sports once I stopped playing, but I didn't know how. Right? I bet there's a lot of, you know, a lot of guys who are athletes 
or a lot of guys who are passionate about sports who actually want to become agents but they don't know how to become agents okay this is where I recommend I recommend that you get um, my sports biz from an agent's perspective ebook series all right that series literally details everything man it details um, the process and it also details on how to get started um, you know when you just want to open up your own shop your own agency how to prospect for clients all right and also um, I also tell stories about the transfer window and I also tell stories about just my life in Tokyo since I've been here all right trust me there's some epic stories that you would not want to miss that are over there but um, all that aside the most important information that is on there is literally about how to get started as a sports agent and just how to navigate this journey because I don't have a mentor no one's mentoring me in this sports agency journey it's literally um, through trial and error and it's literally just you know taking it day by day and going by instincts Okay, so make sure you get the ebook series, man. Sports Biz from an agent's perspective, ebook series. All right. Um, and I wish you guys well on your journey, man. I wish you well on your agent's journey. For any agent that's looking to come into the game, or for any sports enthusiast that's looking to come into the game, I wish you nothing but luck. Make sure you get the ebook series. <laughs> just kidding, man. But yeah, I just thought I would um, tell you guys about it because a lot of guys told me that they didn't know that my podcast was parlayed from an, um, an ebook series. All right. There was even a press release. There was even like, it was also in the media as well um, because my podcast has just been catching on so much popularity here in Asia and in the African continent. And then the one person just contacted me and was like, listen, I saw sports biz from an agent's perspective on Amazon. Was this a book? I was like, yep, it was first a book before I made it into a podcast. So anyway, I thought I'd share that little story. And uh, yeah, man, I hope you guys go out and get it. I definitely recommend it and you won't be disappointed. Many more seasons are coming as well. All right. Cheers.